0: Well, at least they made the playoff. Oh, my goodness. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever it is for you, I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports, episode 436. Welcome in. Uh, I guess, first of all, Happy New Year. Uh, I had a great New Year today. I discovered a new YouTuber named, i want to get his name right, and Diesel, and uh, I, I'm i not going to lie. I haven't laughed out loud as much as I have watching his channel. I, it's been a long time so, since I laughed like that, and uh, watching him try to destroy his Toyota Helix, like he just destroys trucks, and it's really funny. So look up and Diesel if you are a person who, now, he's terrible for the environment. It's like the most least environmentally friendly channel I've ever seen, <laughs> but it is, oh my God, it is fun. And uh, New Year's in Hawaii was, I mean, it was crazy. I was standing on top of my building because I live, we got like a flat roof you can stand on top of it. And uh, there were like seven different, you know, independent, separate from each other, different fireworks shows going off at midnight. And it was just like all around me constantly. It was very loud. The sky was lit up like the craziest thunderstorm you've ever seen. It was uh, really, really cool to see. So I had a great New Year. I hope you did as well. Now, the football games... I'm I'm like cringing if you're listening. You know, let's talk about college football. There are three reasons I watch college football, and I'm a bit weird. I do not have a favorite team. So, number one, I love seeing future NFL quarterbacks, and for me it's about seeing which guys emerge and who will become the quarterbacks of the future in the NFL. Then number two, every weekend there's a couple really good games, whether it's, it's every week there's an upset or a great matchup or a game that goes down to the wire. They're close, tense, fun, exciting. That's something I love about college football. And then number three, the whole year builds to answering the question, who will get into the college football playoff? And usually it's Alabama and then three other teams, and we're like, well, we know Alabama's getting into, who else is getting in? This year, the dominant team was Georgia. So we just had the you know, round one of the college football playoffs, and what happened was not surprising. It was just very disappointing. And I was hoping that maybe the underdogs could challenge the top. And uh, no, 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 not at all. Alabama beat Cincinnati 27 to 6. Georgia dominated Michigan 34 to 11. So I guess it's cool that Michigan and Cincinnati made the playoff for the first time, but like they were not competitive at all. And, uh, in the Cotton Bowl, Alabama beat Cincinnati 27-6. I actually thought Alabama could have won by more. It's kind of weird that you watch a team dominate another football team and feel like they're actually not making the right calls from a coaching standpoint. Like, who am I to criticize Nick Saban? That's not what I'm doing at all here. But it was weird. I kept thinking, like, and maybe maybe I'm criticizing Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator. I kept thinking, why is Alabama throwing so often, like, why are you throwing the ball at all? Cincinnati actually played some pretty good coverage and Alabama's offensive line was dominating. Basically, when Alabama would throw the football, it helped Cincinnati. It's like the only thing that Cincinnati had a real chance to stop. And I felt like if Alabama literally ran the ball every single play and maybe one or two times a drive, ran hard play action, took a shot vertically. I thought Alabama could have put up like 40 50 points uh and now as it worked out uh, brian robinson alabama's running back ran 26 times for 204 yards alabama had a total of 301 rushing yards on the day but i'm not kidding i think alabama could have run for 400 maybe 450 yards if they really just only ran the football i was sitting there kind of going like why are you why are you throwing the ball at all on first down you don't need to. you're getting like six yards a pop Now, Alabama's quarterback Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young played very, very well. He had three touchdown passes. And I thought Bryce Young outplayed Cincinnati's quarterback Desmond Ritter. Although I will say, you know, let's acknowledge Alabama has a better football team, a better roster. He has more help for sure. And Desmond Ritter, I thought, could have got more help from his receivers a couple times. He had some passes tipped to the line of scrimmage. But while both are NFL quarterbacks, I'm much more excited to see Bryce Young in the NFL than I am Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter is like a late first-round pick, maybe a second-round pick, and we'll see if he can develop into a starting quarterback and a franchise quarterback. Where Bryce Young, this dude's so dynamic, and I, he's a future top-five pick where the difference, it's not that big of a gap, but Bryce Young's a top-five pick where Desmond Ritter is going to be a late first-round, early second-round pick. Now, I was afraid this game would be a blowout. Alabama got the ball first, and right before the opening kickoff, I remember thinking, like, huh, kind of cringing, saying, this feels risky, and I don't don't like this. And then I thought, well, what if Cincinnati went on offense first and had to go up against Alabama's defense? And they go three and out. So I realized there's no good option here. It's a mismatch no matter how you start the game. Like, Cincinnati's just overmatched, and they're going to need a lot of things to go right in order for them to win. And all game, I was sitting there waiting, like, is Cincinnati going to get a big play and steal a cheap touchdown here or there? And it never happened. They never really got a break. And the game was really never, I mean, I will say if I can say anything positive about Cincinnati, I would say that they did better than Michigan. Cincinnati made me think for a brief moment, even when they were down 17 to three, they got the ball to start in the second half. I was like, okay, they're in this game. And if they get a big play here, they could really like make it a, a one score game and keep it interesting. and, for a moment, I thought Cincinnati had a shot, whereas watching Michigan and Georgia, Michigan just got dominated and, frankly, embarrassed. It was not a fun game at all. Georgia led Michigan 27-3 to at halftime. It was awful. They led 34-3 in the fourth quarter. Uh, finally, Michigan got a touchdown with four minutes left. They, they also got stopped, by the way, in fourth and goal. Like Michigan just could not get anything going on offense, and... I really kind of wish we would have gotten to see Ohio State's offense against Georgia's defense. That would have been a really interesting matchup to see if Ohio State could have challenged Georgia's defense. But, uh, look, Michigan deserved to be there. They they won the Big Ten title, as weird as that is. Although I don't know that—were they the better team than Ohio State? Like, these debates are weird. And, and honestly, you know, this this weekend was the best argument you could ever possibly make for expanding the college football playoff because the two best teams got in and made it, sure. Although, like, they played, you know, the most recent game that Alabama played before this weekend was against Georgia. They, they, You know, Alabama beat Georgia. They have to play this weird intermediate game to prove their worth or something against a a bad football team so they can play each other again in the national title. It's like, it feels like charades. Like, what are we doing? why, Why even have these games that are meaningless and... I mean, they're not meaningless, but they're not competitive. They're not interesting. It feels token. Like, we're doing it to say we did it rather than because it's really to figure out who the ultimate best football team is in America. I don't know if that makes sense, but I really would like to see the college football playoff expanded and some of these bad bowl games that are getting canceled and have teams pulling out or this or that. I think, frankly, like, you would take things a lot more seriously if you knew you had a shot at a national championship and maybe players would take protocol more seriously maybe you would do different things like i just i really think the bowl games are getting less and less interesting this is by far the least interested i've ever been in non-college football playoff bowl games and it's really getting to the point where you only watch the bowl game if your favorite team is playing because i i as a a objective third party i'm like i don't want to watch Oklahoma destroy Oregon like I don't I, things like that. I'm like I don't I don't care and teams are pulling out and I just really 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 can't say enough how much I want eight teams in a college football playoff where we're still going to have teams blow out other teams but I mean what if we had Georgia play I'm, I'm trying to think or maybe a better one but what if we had Cincinnati play Michigan what would have happened there that would have been actually an interesting fun matchup and we could have got Georgia against Ohio State and I want more teams in because I want better football games. And this weekend was an example of maybe the flaws of having only four teams in and including the two best that are like head and shoulders above everybody else. Plus let's be honest, the the very best, if they have to play three games to get to, you know, or two rounds before the national title, that's two opportunities to slip up rather than just one. And uh, you never know if you get more games going, maybe it team like Alabama who is way better than their competition has an off night, loses a game, and doesn't make it to the national title. So I want to see an expanded college football playoff. And I want, if nothing else, I just want more interesting football games than two blowouts and what felt like kind of a wasted weekend in college football. Now, Georgia's defense deserves a ton of credit. Michigan does not have a dynamic explosive elite offense like not really I compare them to Ohio State and you're like well I mean Ohio State I think I would have loved to see Georgia's defense have to defend the Ohio State receivers the three top receivers they have there but still even though I'm not gonna give a ton of praise for Michigan's offense Georgia's defense was outstanding nothing was open downfield they showed great tackling and pursuit and they really only gave up like two, maybe three big catches the entire game. I mean, that's it. They really did shut down Michigan. And a lot of the big plays that Michigan got came later in the game in garbage time. So I just, look, Georgia dominated. Michigan wasn't very competitive. I have a couple other notes. Like Stetson Bennett, the Georgia quarterback, was awesome. He was you know truly outstanding. 20 for 30 passing, 313 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Georgia ran a really cool trick play where they you know had an outside zone handoff to the running back and the running back really sold the run fake looked like he was going to run downfield then pulled up and threw a touchdown like and it was a by the way for a running back that's a beautiful throw looked like a quarterback threw that football uh so he threw a touchdown that was uh kenny mcintosh threw a really good touchdown pass from the running back spot for georgia james cook who is the brother of vikings running back dalvin cook was a stud he ran six times for 32 yards he also caught four passes for 112 yards and another touch or and a touchdown. He only had one touchdown on that day, but it was a, a really awesome pass. That kind of was the final dagger in the Michigan, uh, you know, hopes of winning. And then Michigan defensive end Aiden Hutchinson, look, look, Michigan got dominated, but he had this play that blew me away, where he read a screen pass and had an awesome tackle for loss, where he just widened and. He 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 tackled a receiver on a, a bubble screen in the backfield from the defensive end spot. It was very cool, and I, uh, I, despite losing the game, Michigan had a really good year. He was awesome, and I think you have to kind of, even though, <laughs> you know, it, it was, it was a rough weekend for Cincinnati and Michigan. You do. I still want to tip my cap to them because, first of all, let's think about Michigan. Michigan, I, I think last year or even. When Michigan lost to Michigan State earlier, even this year, people were talking about potentially firing their head coach, Jim Harbaugh. And then he made the college football playoff and people clammed up really quick. All the people that were like, fire Jim. He can never win. I remember when, um, you know, when they lost. and I, I was like, let's not fire the guy, but let's acknowledge what he is. He's not a guy who's going to consistently win these big games. And he actually, I thought, proved me wrong to some degree by beating Ohio State and winning the Big Ten title. And then Cincinnati, man, they had an undefeated season. They beat Notre Dame. Like, that's a good year for them. And uh, I I thought that really it wasn't about them being bad. It's that Michigan and Cincinnati ran into a brick wall of two way better football teams. And the games weren't competitive, but I, I would have loved to see. That's why I want an expanded playoff. I want to see Cincinnati play a game that they actually have a shot at winning because they, they're a good football team that if you give them – real competition where they're actually on a level playing field, they they probably win. Like, they they could have beat Michigan. I, I really believe that. But physically, Alabama is so much more dominating up front than Cincinnati. I really, truly thought Alabama didn't even have a very good game plan. Like, they just were better physically. And that's <laughs> not a lot you can do there when your team is just way better up front in the trenches uh, now, Michigan had three drives in a row where they had a turnover. They had two interceptions and a fumble. The first interception probably—it was probably it should have been defensive pass interference. That was a missed call, in my opinion. And uh, these two games, they were unnecessary and very disappointing. I thought two months ago we knew who the two best teams in college football were. All year, I said, the only team that can beat Georgia is Alabama— and then Alabama did beat Georgia in the SEC title game. So now January 10th, we're going to get the national championship in college football. It's a rematch for the national title, which means that it's not just a rematch of Alabama against Georgia, the rematch of the SEC title game. It's also, it goes back to January 2018 when Tua Tonga threw a long touchdown to Devontae Smith for a touchdown to win the game, when Alabama beat Georgia in that national championship. And it's going to be awesome because... Alabama is the only team all year that really stood up to Georgia and challenged them and also beat them. Bryce Young's the only quarterback who actually was successful against Georgia's defense all year long. And so uh, I personally cannot wait for this game. January 10th, national title game coming up. It's going to be awesome. And really the only thing left I want to say is that And this is a a, a crazy thing. I heard this during the game, and I was like, that's true, isn't it? That's unbelievable. Every single recruiting class Alabama has had under Nick Saban since 2007 all the way through this year, 2021. Now we're in 2022, obviously, but this is a 2021 season. Every single recruiting class since 2007, the the entire tenure of Nick Saban, has won at least one national title. (laughs) It's unbelievable. The the best they ever did. The 2009 recruiting class won three national titles during their time in Alabama. You're basically guaranteed to win a national championship if you go play for Nick Saban at Alabama. Alabama won it just last year. Here they are back again. It's unbelievable. And really, all I'm begging for, I don't care who wins between Georgia or Alabama, but I want this final game to be close and interesting, come down to the final play. I think it will. I, but I, I again, I don't care who wins. I just want it to be close at the end. And I want the fourth quarter of the next game to finally matter because these two games were like, so they were done <laughs> by Alabama's game is over by the middle of the third quarter. The Georgia game is over at halftime. I really, really desperately do not want that to happen in the national championship. All right, uh, let's talk about the NFL. Let me drink some water real quick first. We have reached NFL Week 17, and there are seven games I'm excited for and then three games that I find interesting that are going to have playoff implications. So I I really have no idea how (laughs) the Rona is going to impact this week because it's tough. Like, anything can change at any time. I could wake up, you know, this will come out Saturday morning. Maybe, like, the minute this post, you'll find out, hey, like, half the NFL— Tested positive, and they're not going to play. Like I, I I really have a hard time doing this kind of context. It's all up in the air; you don't know. But I still can talk about the storylines and the implications of what will happen. So, number one, the, the game I'm currently most excited for this weekend is Kansas City at Cincinnati. Casey is 11 and four. They have clinched the AFC West. They are currently the number one seed in the AFC. Cincinnati is 9-6. They are first in the AFC North. They're trying to win their division. This is a massive, massive game for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Joe Burrow last week threw for the fourth most passing yards in a single game in NFL history, 525 yards passing. KC has a great defense, so that's going to be an awesome matchup. Kansas City's defense against Joe Burrow. Plus, on top of that, hey, it's Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, like, That's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I really think this could be the most exciting game of the weekend. I'm very hopeful here. And if anybody wins by a lot, it probably will be Kansas City because it would be their defense having a really good day against Joe Burrow. And, you know, I think both offenses are fun, but Casey's got a better defense. Now, game number two, it's Miami at Tennessee. The Dolphins need to keep winning. They're eight and seven right now. They've won seven straight games. They are currently, if the playoffs started today, would make it in. But Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill, do you remember? Because I remember he started his career in Miami. He failed, and everybody blamed Ryan Tannehill. And uh, I, I at the time was like, oh, Adam GaSe got screwed over. He had a bad coach. And we learned since then, oh no, 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 no. Ryan Tannehill was not the problem. In Miami, it was the idiot coach, Adam Gase, because we saw Adam Gase with the Jets, and oh boy, he he ruined um, years of the Jets' organization. So Ryan Tannehill, having used to have been the quarterback of Miami, he never got much love and support from that organization, from that fan base, and I think this is kind of a, a fun exciting opportunity for Ryan Tannehill to kind of stick it to his old team and the people who used to wear his jersey. And I wonder how Tua is going to play. It's Miami's current quarterback against their former quarterback, the guy they replaced their former quarterback with. And so Miami and Tennessee should be a very fun, interesting matchup. And this is a game that Miami needs to win. And it's a great opportunity for Tua to show the world, hey, I know people don't think highly of me, But if he makes a couple plays here and they win this football game, that would be really, really good for the perception of Tua and how he's viewed across the league. Number three, the Cardinals at the Cowboys. Oh, baby. This is two playoff teams. uh, But Arizona, by the way, they've lost three games in a row. Arizona was once 10-2. They're now, they fall into 10-5. It's not good. This is a for sure, a prove-it game for Arizona. They have to show, hey, if you want to win a Super Bowl, you got to be able to compete and win games like this. And it kind of goes both ways because for Dallas, it's a chance for them to show that they should be a Super Bowl favorite. So I'm very excited. This game has a ton of potential to have a playoff-like atmosphere, and I'm very, very excited. How is Dak Prescott going to play? Dak Prescott, can you show me that you are a quarterback who is capable of Winning in a really big moment and maybe winning a Super Bowl. Like, that's what I want to see from Dak in this football game. And uh, I, I, I think I actually find myself rooting for the Cowboys. Because I, I would really like it if the Cowboys could be a team that has a legit shot at a Super Bowl. And I want to be able to believe in them going into the playoffs. And this is an opportunity for the Cowboys to show me how good they really are. Number four, the Raiders at the Colts. The big question is, will... Carson Wentz, their quarterback, play in Indy. I think Carson will play. He's going to test, and you know, five days will be up Saturday. So what? We'll see what happens. If Carson does not play, then rookie quarterback Sam Ellinger will start for Indy. That doesn't feel good. Uh, I, I really, I think Carson's going to play. I, I hope he does. The Colts are nine and six right now. They are currently the number five seed in the AFC. They need to win this football game, so they need Carson to play, and I think he's going to. Number five, it's Houston at the 49ers. And I believe what we're going to get in this football game is a battle between two rookie quarterbacks. It will be third-round pick Davis Mills against number three overall pick Trey Lance. So Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers starting quarterback, the usual starting quarterback, uh, I think hopefully not for long. They did draft Trey Lance to eventually replace him. It's taking a long time. But Jimmy G has a tear and a fracture in his right thumb, which is his throwing hand. I I don't even know how Jimmy Garoppolo could play. Like, I I certainly couldn't throw a football if I had that kind of problems with my throwing thumb. It'd be one thing if it was on his, like, left hand and his non-throwing hand, but I will be absolutely shocked if Jimmy Garoppolo plays in this football game. And my fear is that, honestly, I think Davis Mills, the rookie quarterback, third-round pick at Houston, I think he could massively outshine... 49ers rookie quarterback Trey Lance and make the 49ers look bad. Like they probably, I think he might make the 49ers look like they drafted the wrong guy. Now, it's way too early to make that call. You know, we'll know that really in two years from now when there's been enough time for them to develop. But I'm telling you, if Davis Mills looks really good and Trey Lance looks really bad, you're going to see Twitter and social media go, oh, the 49ers are terrible. They're idiots. So, hey, listen to me now. I'm telling you before it happens because I think it's gonna probably happen. Actually, Davis Mills is really good. I like I, he. I've never seen a, a rookie quarterback play as well against Bill Belichick as Davis Mills did. It's unbelievable to me. He's, I think he's actually the future franchise quarterback in Houston. I think Trey Lance could be a franchise quarterback too, but it's he needs he's in a different spot in his career. He needs time to develop. It's his first ever NFL start, and we're not going to know about Trey Lance until. Probably the end of next year. Like, not really. So do not overreact to this football game. And in fact, I expect Davis Mills to massively outshine 49ers quarterback Trey Lance. Number six, Sunday night football. It's the Vikings at Packers. It'll be January in Green Bay at Lambeau. It'll be a fun atmosphere. But Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins is not going to play due to their own. So uh, Green Bay should win easily. And I don't really care beyond that. I think Green Bay is going to win this game. And I'll watch because it's fun. I like Lambeau Field in January, but I'm not expecting much from this football game. Number seven, Monday Night Football. It's the Browns at the Steelers. Another game I will watch because it's a nationally televised game and I I should watch it. Uh, And likely it's Big Ben's final game in Pittsburgh. But uh, the Browns are seven and eight. Pittsburgh is 7-7-1. Neither team, I think, is going to really have a shot to make the playoffs. And so I'm just like, ah, I don't care. It's Monday Night Football. I will watch it. But the broadcasting is going to be bad. The quarterback play is going to be bad. I don't don't care. But I will say, in spite of all that, this game could be really close and interesting. Maybe it's going to come down to the final play or something. So that's the... The the carrot on the end of the stick I'm hoping happens on Monday night, and I hope it's a good game. Because if it's not a good game, it's going to be a really, really tough watch to watch a meaningless game that's also not interesting and bad. Okay, there are three more games that I think are important. So, number one, the Eagles at Washington. The Eagles are 8-7. and seven. They're trying to hold on to the number seven seed in the NFC, and it's a must-win game for Philadelphia. Now, Broncos at Chargers. L. A. The Chargers are eight and seven. The best they can do is finish the year ten and seven, and I think that's going to be too little, too late. Like even if they win their next two games, I don't think they're going to make it into the playoffs. But regardless, it's a must-win game for Justin Herbert and L. A. And uh, keep your eye on them. I'm curious how they handle the pressure there. But the pressure was on last week, and they needed to win last week too. And they just <laughs> It's really bad. Like, I think the Chargers are going to miss the playoffs, and we're going to look back at losing to that Houston team last week and go, that's the game that cost you your year. Then you have the Rams at Baltimore, the Ravens. The Rams are 11-4. They are trying to clinch the NFC West and – the Ravens are 8-7. and seven. This game, I think, means a little bit more to Baltimore because they have, they're have the number eight seed in the AFC. They're literally trying to keep their playoff hopes alive, whereas the Rams, they're made it in. Like I'm not saying that they're going to take it easy. In fact, they're a better team. I think the Rams are going to win this football game. But it it does matter more to the Ravens because they're fighting to stay alive, where the Rams are like, we already made it in, and we don't even know that. <laughs> I think the Rams could lose. And the Cowboys could dominate Arizona, and then the Rams could clinch the division that way, too. So you never know. Now, either way, if the Ravens want to make the playoffs, they need to either win the AFC North or get a wild card spot. They have to win this football game. And their quarterback, Lamar Jackson, has not practiced since Wednesday when he had a, a really bad limp and... I don't think he's going to play. So Tyler Huntley's going to play and be their starting quarterback. Remember, he's played really well. He's a backup quarterback. I think he's the perfect backup quarterback for Baltimore. And uh, I'm hopeful because Tyler Huntley has shown us multiple times earlier this year. He can play and win a big game and, and play really well. So this game could be really fun and interesting because you got a Ravens team that's very hungry and desperate to stay alive and a Rams team that... You know, they're not playing for as much. And I, I'm I'm interested in this, but I do think the Rams will win this football game on Sunday. Guys, that is all I have. I love you. I appreciate you. Um, until next time, have a great day. Happy New Year. Hope you had a good one. And uh, Whistle and Diesel. It's a really, really funny <laughs> YouTube channel where they, this guy, I think his name's Cody. He just destroys trucks. I don't even know what to tell you. It's like, he's got a video where they make square wheels and just (laughs) look him up it's funny it's really good and uh he also has a a video where he like catches someone who broke into his property and was really frankly very respectful and i i did not you know a lot of youtubers are very entitled seems like an interesting like solid dude too so if you're a person who has any interest in It's like his whole channel is almost like Demolition Derby. Look up Whistle and Diesel. It's pretty fun. Anyway, I love you. I appreciate you. Have a great day. But um bum Bam. We are done.